the words you have to speak to us this morning, God, I pray that the words from my mouth would bring honor and glory to your name, God, that anything that isn't of you would be removed. And so, uh, God, we just ask that you would move in our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. The word home is full of deep and varied meaning for each of us. At first, when we think of home, we may immediately be transported back to a place. But when we start to dig into what home means to each of us, it, it's really so much more than, than the building that we call home. Home for most of us is, is filled with warm memories and, and emotions that remind us, hopefully, of joyous times, times of peace and, and times filled with love. Home is where we go to rest. Home is where we belong. Sometimes the strangest things can remind us of home. Last night, uh, my buddy Larry Abrams, uh, the electric guitarist for The Color, posted, posted this. These mugs, any Mennonite church ever, feels like home. He's, he's very right with, with that one. I, I've been to quite a few different Mennonite churches, and I have to agree. They always have those mugs. So, something familiar that, that when you see it, it brings you right back home. Uh, this summer, our, our family traveled west uh, to Alberta for my cousin's wedding. And while we were out there, uh, we went to Waterton uh, to show the kids the mountains. Uh, we didn't do Banff. We did the smaller, I'd call it a smaller Banff. And, and we did some hiking. And of course, while we were there, we had to go wander through the shops. And, and I remember seeing a sign. I didn't take a picture of it. Or it was a t-shirt, but it was something similar to this. Home is where the Wi-Fi connects automatically. Perhaps, uh, perhaps a little less of a warm sentiment, but, uh, but I found it amusing nonetheless. Through the years, poets, songwriters, and artists have used the idea of home to draw strong parallels in their work uh, to love and to connection. And I'm a, I'm a big fan of, of music, a wide variety of different genres. And, and as I was preparing this message and thinking about home, a bunch of different song lyrics came to my head. And, and so I just couldn't resist putting together a, a little compilation of some parts of these songs. So I just want to play a little video for you. Home is where the heart is And my heart is anywhere you are, anywhere you are, is home. I don't need a mansion on a hill that overlooks the sea, anywhere you're with me. Is home. Well, I'll never be a stranger and I'll never be alone. Wherever we'll be together, that's my home. Home can be the pencil they can turn Just another word for you. 
another airplane, another sunny place. I'm lucky, I know, but I wanna go home. I've got to go home. Too far from where you are And I gotta go are some warm fuzzies right there. Uh, I wish I would have ha- thought of some of those lines back, uh, back when I was wooing Alyssa, it's, but you know, she fell for me anyway, so I guess, <laughs> I guess I'm all right. But you listen to those lyrics, home is wherever I'm with you. Home is just another word for you. Anywhere you are is home. I'm, I'm just too far from where you are. I've got to come home. It's really very poetic, beautiful word pictures of perhaps the strongest meaning of home. If you were here last Sunday, you'll, you'll remember that Darren began our Advent series renewing our longing for Christ to come down home. In Isaiah 64, the passage, he looked at God's people were desperately begging for God to come, and they expressed that saying, Oh, that you would burst from the heavens and come down. Darren reminded us how the first Christmas, how when the people were waiting for the Messiah, in a lot of ways it it mirrors our current state, longing for the return of Christ to defeat sin and death in ultimate victory and to restore us all to him in heavenly perfection. And and honestly, I, I can relate. I mean, I remember when I was younger, and I was terrified of the rapture. I, I kind of was hoping that God wasn't going to return, um, partially out of fear and partially because I didn't have my drivers yet and I didn't have a girlfriend. So, But, but as I've gotten older and seen so much of the effects of sin and, and death and the state that the world is in and, and the, how that has affected us, I, I honestly just long for God to come down and restore us. Thinking of Christ's return fills me with hope. Today we want to continue our Advent series by expanding our thoughts on home. 
This series that we're going through is titled Coming Home. Uh, it, it seems like a really nice title for a Christmas series because so much of our Christmas traditions are our, our, our stories about coming home for Christmas. Uh, home and Christmas go hand in hand in a lot of ways, and so it's a perfect title. But that being said, and, and as Darren mentioned already last Sunday, it, perhaps as we think further about Christmas, this, the story, it's really more about leaving home in many ways. You know, Joseph and Mary, they're, they're not at home when Jesus is born. The shepherds aren't at home when they receive the news of Jesus' birth. The magi travel far from home to meet Jesus. And ultimately, the way we often think about it, the way we often look at Christmas, it, it, is that it would seem um, that Jesus left his heavenly home to come down and meet us. So, so when we look at the Christmas story in relation to home, it would seem that there really isn't a lot of coming home happening. So if no one is really at home, then where is home in the Christmas story? Is there any coming home in the Christmas story? Well, the theme that I've been given, for, uh, given this morning uh, uses the words, home is where we meet. And as I thought about this, and how it fits into the Christmas story, it occurred to me that perhaps there is a parallel. So I'd like to suggest, and just as much as Darren left his conclusions open to debate, I, I also leave mine open for you to discuss, but I'd like to suggest that for the sake of the metaphor, Jesus is home. Or home, perhaps, is where we meet Jesus so perhaps if we take the more romantic definition of home, the one that we heard in the songs, we, we can say that Mary and Joseph, they were at home with Jesus. And the shepherds and the magi, though, though they left their homes, ended up coming to find a new home as well. Like I said, the songs that we listen to talk about finding home in a person, in another person. They, they are songs expressing the idea that the ultimate home is being with the one you love. So if that's the case, then let me ask you this. Is Jesus your home? Is home whenever you meet with Jesus? Are you so in love with Jesus that you can say, you are my home? Can you say no matter what happens in this life and, and no matter the circumstances, at the end of the day, I want to be at home. With Jesus. If you want to turn in your Bibles with me, uh, we're going to jump over to the book of Isaiah. Uh, Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14. And, and this is the prophecy, if you read the Christmas story in Matthew, this is the prophecy that Matthew is referencing. So it's actually a direct quote, uh, but I, I decided to read it from Isaiah because it's one of those things it's good to recognize when there's uh, those types of parallels. Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14, uh, it says this. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. And Matthew adds the meaning of Emmanuel, which is God with us. So if home is where we meet with Jesus, first and foremost, we need to remember that he took the initiative to meet us. The truth of God with us is, 
is so extremely powerful. The, the creator God of the entire universe coming down to be Emmanuel, God with us. It's so far beyond what we deserve. It's so far beyond comprehension, really. Like, why God? How, how do we even deserve to meet with you? I think we forget about this sometimes. We, we get really comfortable with our view of God, the boxes that we put him into, and, and we forget how utterly holy, how utterly different he is. And, and in fact, that he would send his son to be with us should, should bring us to our knees in wonder and in awe. If you want a little stronger of a picture of how crazy it, it actually is, uh, the Old Testament writers, they often give descriptions of God or explain a little more of, of their view of him. And if you, if you turn a little further to Isaiah chapter 40, verses, verses 15 to 18, uh, let me just read it to you. It says this, Isaiah 40, verses 15 to 18. Surely the nations are like a drop in a bucket. They are regarded as dust on the scales. He weighs the islands as though they were fine dust. Lebanon is not sufficient for altar fires, nor its animals enough for burnt offerings. Before him all the nations are as nothing. They are regarded by him as worthless and less than nothing. With whom then will you compare God? To what image will you liken him? That's the kind of reverence that the Old, Testament's prophet, the Old Testament prophets had for God. Throughout the Old Testament, we see that God is, is so far beyond us in magnitude and in understanding that we don't even scratch the surface, yet somehow we think we know who he is. We, we have a definition. We, we think we know everything, or at least we think we know a, a good amount. But perhaps we need to be reminded of our, of our place more often. For many in this day and age, the more we as humans discover about the grandeur of the cosmos, the less they believe that there is a God. For me, the more I hear of how massive outer space is, I just go, yep, that's God. They recognized that years ago and they knew their place. And yet despite this vast difference between creation and creator... God decides to meet with us through the birth of Jesus Christ. Now, if that's not wonderful enough, let's, let's just uh, move ahead a little and, and let's take a look at how he meets us. So if you remember the Christmas story, you know that the first people that hear the news that Jesus is born, that he has come to meet us, are the shepherds. The account is found in, in Luke chapter 2, verse 8 to 9, if you want to turn there, you can follow along. It's also up on the screen, so I'm not judging you guys if you just look up. Luke 2, verse 8 to 9 says this, And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. There's that awe and that reverence when God meets us. But there's an interesting little element here that I have come to appreciate over the years, and, and you may have heard other pastors say something like this before, but let, let me remind you that the shepherds of the day, they were not highly esteemed. 
In fact, you'd expect that the announcement of the birth of the King of Kings would be given to the most important people. But no, God chose to first tell the shepherds. It's even more interesting when you dig into history a little and you learn that shepherds had a hard time maintaining religious purity, especially as the Pharisees defined it. They couldn't keep the Sabbath because they had to be with the animals. They were always dirty because they were with the animals. Shepherds spent most of their time in the fields away from society, and and they really didn't have any influence to speak of. Shepherds were often unclean. So first, by looking at the Christmas story, we see that God meets with us. He's the one who takes the initiative. And then second, when he meets with us, He meets with us in our mess. One of my favorite verses, which I memorized way back when I was a kid. I was excited. My daughter was memorizing it in Awana. It's found in Romans 5 verse 8, and it says, But God demonstrates his own love in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. While we were still in rebellion, while we, his creation, had turned our back on him, while we were unclean, While we were a mess, unable to meet up to his expectations of purity, he announces to us, come, come and meet with me, come and find your home with me. Isn't that wonderful news? The fact that Jesus chose to first tell the shepherds reveals the truth that we see throughout his ministry, and that is that Jesus came for everyone. It doesn't matter where you're at right now, Jesus wants to meet With you. So many people delay making a commitment for Jesus because they feel that they first need to get themselves together. And and I just want to say if you're here today and you're waiting until you're worthy, then you will never be. Come as you are and meet with Jesus. You already belong at home with Him. So God meets with us in our mess. And in that, what does he do there? He brings peace. If we continue in Luke's account of the shepherds and what the angels say, let me just read it for you. I'll turn here. Luke chapter 2, continuing Luke chapter 2, verse 10. It says, But the angels said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them, And gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. God has come to meet us and provide a way for us to make peace with him and for him to make peace with us. If we jump back uh, to the book of Romans, which I I quoted earlier there, Romans chapter 5 again, Verse 1 says this, Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, 
we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Is that you today? Are you at peace with God? Are you at home with Him? Once you meet Jesus, I hope, I trust, I believe that you will find your home. Once you've made that choice, you will find that you are at home. 2 Peter 3, verse 8 to 12 says this. But do not forget this one thing, dear friends. With the Lord, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like a day. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief. The heavens will disappear with a roar. The elements will be destroyed by fire, and the earth and everything done in it will be laid bare. Since everything will be destroyed in this way, what kind of people ought you to be? You ought to live holy and godly lives as you look forward to the day of God and speed its coming. To close, let me leave you with this, with this thought. God meets with us in our mess and brings peace. We see this displayed through the, throughout the Christmas story and we see it displayed throughout Jesus' life, death and resurrection. The question once again I have for you this morning is, is home for you where you meet Jesus? Whether you found that home or you're on your way there, I just want to leave you with one more verse. It's an encouragement to me, I believe, in Revelation chapter 21, verse 3 to 4. And it says this. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people, and he will dwell with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. And he will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. Home is where we meet Jesus. Amen.